So we're back with another episode of Mental Theater. I am your co-host, Josh Waring, and I have the supreme honor during this holiday season to be joined by the film savant named Levant Big Bite. Thank you, thank you, Josh, for that awesome uh, introduction. That's also your other homework as well. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other homework? Introduction? For Mental Theater? Well, no, I knew you radio. I have it. I told you, just gotta bring it out. It's in my job right now, so hmm. I, I, I have it all done. But um, we're on another show right now, Mental Theater, as you just said, and um, we're, we're happy to be here in uh, our last show of uh, 2020. Uh, moving it forward, have some big things for you, you know, in 2020 as we expand the show um, to bigger and brighter uh, horizons right now, and um, I guess we should kick it off. Um, well, actually, you know, it's it's uh it's been a few weeks since we've been on mental theater, you know. So we haven't um a few things we got to catch up on, kind of kind of kind of clean up a little bit here. But um, first and foremost, we want to give Josh a shame, shame, shame for not seeing the rise of Skywalker, Star Wars. Well, that's very a very clever decision by Josh, because what Josh likes to do, and fair fairness for your shame, you know. Mm-hmm. However. You know the way I see movies. I like to see it after the noise has settled. So you're he- you hear a lot of positive, you hear a lot of negative. So then you can actually enter the film as a neutral without having preconceived notions. So when does that date arrive? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you got a, you got a ticket already? Not yet. Okay. All right. Not and yet. then you know, depending on our schedules, we can either go see it together before we do brunch or after we record on Wednesday. Okay. See, which, thought all the way through. Which see? means that our next show will have a spoiler review of the Rise of Skywalker, and Mike will give us, me included, a spoiler-free review. But yeah. but hopefully very transparent of how you thought about the Rise of Skywalker episode nine. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and um and do that now to to get that out the way. So and we'll get into Mandalorian Redemption's episode eight season finale later yeah and also just a review of the entire season as a whole um of mando mandalorian so for star wars rise of skywalker episode nine you know i like to set the scene so i did go see it um it was a guy's night out it was me and both my brothers nate dizzle nate dizzle was there eric and his son young josh oh was also josuelito <laughs> so it was a it was a guy's night out on a friday night um with, with all of us i got the tickets for us all and um it was a spoiler free review i'm gonna say what i said so to me the movie was um a little bit too much fan service okay for me personally <clears throat> And I thought that they used a lot of um, plot devices that I didn't necessarily like, and I thought the um, the uh, the uh, the consistency from each movie um, wasn't there for me. Okay. I thought though, let me go go to the positives though. I thought it had it had a lot of humor. Which is good for Star Wars. Well, that's not. I feel like that shouldn't be, you know, a surprise. They that they, they at least have to have that, right? Yeah. I don't think they ever ruined that aspect of Star Wars. Yeah, which is good. I thought the actual, um, some of the actual fighting scenes were, were rarely really choreographed very well. That includes the lightsaber battles, right? That includes the lightsaber battles themselves. Um, I thought the use of and it's not a spoiler 
at all. I thought the use of Finn was probably the best out of all three movies in this movie. You know, me personally. That's that's great to hear because from the rumors we heard, even from John Boyega himself, so shout out to John Boyega, you could tell he he was mentally ready to take a step up in his performance. So I'm glad that that actually came to fruition. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I thought um, they did a good job um, with the dynamic of the three leads, Fen Poe and, um, and Ray as well. I think um, Kylo's always good, and he continued to be good in this movie. Um, shout out to um, Driver, Adam Driver, um, you know, for, for, for his role. So th- those are my positives, you know, as far as the um, movie is concerned. Um, again, though, I, I you know I'm not, not going to give any spoilers, but I found myself in the movie making a lot of you know kind of really comments as I'm watching the movie well, next to Nate, so he actually heard me or whatever. So um, you know things like that. Nate came out loving. He saw it again already. Actually, I saw him. We saw it um, on Friday the twentieth. Okay. By the time I saw him on Christmas Day for family, he already seen it again. So, they already seen it twice. Uh, Eric also liked it. And Josh, young Josh, he loves Star Wars, so he also liked it. Um, probably like young Josh did here. <laughs> um, well, that's very interesting because it seems like that's the main goal of this, let's say, generation of the Star Wars saga because you have multiple generations for multiple, for all three different trilogies. Yeah. So, again, we have to give credit to Disney mm-hmm. because they do have vision with this. And though, as a whole, maybe original Star Star Wars fans did not like it, let's say, as a whole, mm-hmm. I would say probably the younger generation will probably Oh, they love it, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'll keep the, yeah, the machine as going. A, um, as, a, as a movie uh, goer, the, 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 it moved fast. It went from scene to scene to scene. So you got to, you know, you're on the edge of your seats. Um, so a lot of suspense. A lot of suspense. Wow. Right. Um, not... A whole lot of monologues or things like that. So you're constantly moving, jumping around. So again, a kid with that fast pace and, and battles and things like that, and you know hyperdrive and all that good stuff, they definitely will love it. And um, and, and a huge if you're just a if you're just a, a Star Wars fan from the beginning, a lot of the fan service you're going. It kind of reminds me of Endgame, actually, is what I said. And just as disappointing. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only because Endgame also did a lot of fan service, you know. Well, that's true. Only thing, though, different Endgame was, you know, going back 10 years, where Star Wars is going back 40 years to add some, you know, fan servicey things and whatnot, which is cool. Now, moving forward, our mother saw it last night. Ooh. So she's texting me midway through, like, I, I don't know what the hell I'm watching. This is, this is horrible. And she actually walked out and tried to get her money back. Wow. I know. So there's a whole family of different <laughs> different thoughts. So it's very interesting as we, you know. Uh, I think you can see the demographics at work. Yeah, with the age group, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because probably the person who loved it the most was probably Josh and up and up and up. So, so that's my thought. You know, I'll give a more spoiler uh, review next week after I see it or again or see it with Josh. Um to where we can really, really, you know, dive into it, and Josh can kind of counter me with his points, because I'm sure he'll have counters as he always does. So this is Josh, and I'll have to bob and weave the counters and come back on my own. <laughs> so um, moving forward, though, uh, Mandalorian. Let's get right into it. So Mandalorian ended um, Friday last night, episode eight, the redemption. Yeah, I actually watched the first Mandalorian episode in the warehouse. That was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, it um. 
it was little it was a little longer than most of the episodes, I feel like. It was like what, forty two minutes? Yeah, like forty two. That's a little bit longer. But um And positive note, you have more time to finish the book. I do. And uh <laughs> Oh, just for another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and uh Tony, man, you guys are killing me, honestly. So, because Tony got this movie that he wants me to watch, a fantasy movie. He's he's on me every other day, like, do you watch it? Watch it? Watch it? Watch it? Like, bro, I have a life or whatever. Because he wants to talk about it, talk about it with me, and he's like, so he heard that he had the other podcast, like when they got finished the book and watch the movie. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. Well, you gotta watch. You gotta finish the book first. <laughs> I know, especially since it's audio. Yeah, shout out to Tony though. So, um, Tony Stark Jr. <laughs> um. So uh yeah, I'm uh I thought it was um it was it was directed by Taika Watiti, which I could see in the beginning his humor with the two um uh Stormtroopers Stormtroopers and their banter. Did you realize one of them was Jason Sudeikis? I didn't until I uh Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Charlie told me afterwards. Yeah, Shout out yeah. to Emergency Awesome Charlie. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I thought I thought that was good because we don't always get to see them actually have conversations with each other. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Never seen that before. And like, okay, yeah, what are you doing while all the action is happening? Because usually as viewers, we see all the action happening from, let's say, Mando's position. Right. And like, oh, this is the, this is the you know, the, the apogee of the moment, right? Right. But <laughs> we're on the outskirts here. Like, okay, we're just have to wait and twiddle, twiddle our thumbs here. Right. And also the, the scene where they were shooting at the can and kept missing. Yeah, that was great. Which humor. is a play on how they always miss in the uh, Star Wars lore. Yeah, forever. <laughs> so I'm like that. And one part, the guy um he shoots the gun, and the other guy shoots his gun. He looks at his gun like, you know, <laughs> nah, it's not the blaster, it's you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I loved the the dialogue when he was like, well, the Jason Sudeikis character was yeah. like, oh, I, let me just you know, let me just take a peek, and he was like, listen. I want to make sure I get, I deliver the package. I don't want no problems. I want no smoke. Right. You can look if you want. I don't want that smoke. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Which is good. I He's know. like, I, I understand. He he killed somebody else for just messing up his speech or something. Like that. Exactly. So yeah, I, I don't want that smoke. Yeah, I want that smoke. <laughs> yeah. Which is a we'll get to the ending there on that episode. Um, but um. We haven't been here in a while, so before that, you know, Baby Yoda did wind up getting captured by those stormtroopers. In episode seven. Episode seven. And uh we found we we left off with our, our, our hero, Mando, along with Cardoon and um Carl Weather's character. I can't never remember his name. But in a kind of a uh a uh, standoff where they're trying to trapped like rats inside of this uh this building with about a hundred stormtroopers outside and uh Gene Carlos Posito character, um, do you know remember his name? Well he was there. He's a leader. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon of I guess the new um Imperial remnants, I guess, uh at, at the time. Um trying to get the baby Yoda and stuff like that. So um the episode starts, and we, we start off with the stormtroopers, and then an uh, unlikely hero comes out of nowhere. IG-11. Absolutely. And How'd you feel about that? I actually loved it because similar to, oh, what's the dude's name who says, I have spoken? Oh, God. I forget his name. We'll, we'll look it up. But yeah. he, he has some great wisdom he, he gave. Did. And I was waiting for the line. Like this is this is when you drop the line. Yeah, you, no. dro- you drop some gems. You drop right. some jewels. Wham! But you, yeah. you know, he said. So that's how I knew he was gonna die. Oh, uh, because it just made sense. Gotcha. 
Well, um, but uh, yeah, you can see because I love how because uh, from what I see, I see a lot of major opportunities from episode eight from Mandalorian. Number one being with IG Eleven by the end of the decade, this decade, right, twenty thirty. Yeah, there should be a robot in everyone's home. Okay, that's the goal in the tech world to okay. have artificial intelligence robots serving people by twenty thirty. Okay. That's what Steve Jobs' goal was before he died. Right. So I know people at Apple are working on that possibility. Mm-hmm. So with Star Wars, we see that they solve the, uh, let's say, the Elon Musk problem where, he, you know, he fears like a Terminator right, revolution right. could happen. Right. But if you change their base function, then it's instead of being a kill droid, it was a nurse and protector droid. Right. Which is what uh, my man was, who has spoken, was saying. Right. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, you know, by changing the bitch. I don't know about that, about 2030 situation. I think it's going to be a little bit pushed back, but mm. we shall see about that. Um, especially in everyone's home. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, but that goes into more of economics, who'll be able to afford it and stuff like that. Well, but, let's not forget the, let's say, five years before the iPod, did anyone think MP3 players could be that accessible? No. Yeah, food for thought. Technology moves very quickly. It does. I just mean like I feel like it's. Um, I understand what you're saying, yeah, and I agree. But yeah. we don't know what they're cooking up in the lab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the reason why this. It know, does move quickly, but yeah. just like the iPhone when it came out, its price point, you know, it was more of a um, a luxury item at first and whatnot. So I, I feel like eventually, but before it get to everyone's home, but I feel like it may be a start. True. Twenty thirty for True. more of the. Um, more of the elite, I guess, of the world, you know, uh, so to speak. But IG-11, I wasn't sure if he or she, you know, whatever, could uh, actually still fight. Right, me either. Because I thought it was, oh, okay, nurse and protect. I didn't think you could. I didn't know he had guns still, actually. So when he picked up the Yoda and he, oh, my God, that, that was probably one of the best scenes of the whole show. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he was going through the town and just taking out the uh, stormtroopers left and right and... You know, doing um, what he does, what he's programmed to do, <laughs> protect the uh, baby. Oh, and the baby Yoda on on the scene where he's uh, riding along with him, he's, oh, he's happy <laughs> and stuff like that. That was a great scene. They definitely play on the emotions of people with baby Yoda a lot. Oh yeah, um, which helps the show and its dynamic, especially as female viewers. Especially with the ending of the show, that was brilliant. Yeah, it, it was brilliant um, with the whole dad thing. So. He, he, they're still stuck though in this building, and now uh, Giancarlo Esposito or Moff Gideon has now made uh, an idol—not idol, but a threat to them. You know, and use all of their government names. Excuse me, their galactic names, their galactic <laughs> names, and their and their histories. Exactly. Yeah, he knew it all, and um, and made a threat. Listen, you got till sundown, or you know, basically, I'm 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 taking you out. It was a weapon. Um. I was reading about that weapon. I think it was used on um, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, yeah, the same the same weapon. So, um, but again, IG Eleven comes saves the day. He gets to them. Um, they uh, they uh, they got Baby Yoda now. However, as they're still you know getting uh, fighting, uh, Moff Gideon shoots this um, battery box, blows up. Mandalorian winds up getting injured. Right, yeah, and then they drag him and in, in, inside the hut where they're at, and he tells Cara Dune, you know, take the baby. Um, I'm I'm not going to survive. He knows it. She wants to take his helmet off to try to kind of nurse him, but he refuses because of his um uh of his oath, the guild, know, so yeah. the guild, yeah, 
definitely. This, and he tells her, you know, this is the way, which is one of my favorite lines of the whole series, actually. So I'm just telling, telling the people a lot, you know, when they start questioning me, look, this is the way. <laughs> just see, see how they react to it. I feel like I spoken is much better. It, 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 they're both equal to me, actually. I, I don't know, Mike. I use, <laughs> I use I have spoken before I heard that. So. <laughs> that's, that's just Josh I mean, being biased. I have spoken and it might get you slapped. Honestly. <laughs> It depends who you're talking to and how you're talking. That's true. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, be, rather than have him see his face and go against the guild, he would rather just die with that sacrifice of I'll take the rest of these guys out while you guys get away. Also, I think what needs to be mentioned is that we saw mando's origin story oh i'm sorry yeah we that, skipped over it. Yeah. i would say that was probably one of the most beautiful origin stories that really made you love the mandalorians as a crew which is why moff gideon knew who he was he knew who moff gideon was um yeah when the um during the clone wars actually mm-hmm. when it was happening and when the um the um the uh the droids the um the uh the, the killer droids which is taking, which is why he didn't like droids right right it shows that they took out his family, and they found him, and as they were attempting to shoot him, a Mandalorian comes and saves his life. And he sees his Mandalorian helping out his 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 his, uh, his, his planet, um, and they're, they're coming down, flying their um, jetpacks, and shooting droids left and right, hey, and he's, like, amazed by it. I would say, and considering the creator of the show, Jon Favreau, they're a poor man's Iron Man suit. Yeah, not bad. It reminds me of the, uh, the old... Um, what was that? Rocketeer. The, uh, the old movie. I don't know if you remember that from the 90s. But okay. Yeah, if you ever look into that, it reminds me of Rocketeer. Um, I mean, also. that reminded me of Gamera in Iron Man 1. Okay. Or, or, that, or, that scene. Or, or even maybe, um, <clears throat> what do you call this? Jetpack. Uh, what's his name? Um, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah, true. He's got a jetpack, too. But anyway. Um, Boba so, Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> Um, who is apparently alive, but that's another story, another hint there. But um, but anyway, they save him. They fly away with him, and he sees this is you know this is what he wants to do. That he's a foundling. They take him to the um to the uh what's what the, what are they from? Uh, Mandor? What's it called? No, it's called um, Mandalore. Mandalore, and they train him, and he becomes a Mandalorian um for many many years. Um, and so going, so moving forward, they take the baby, Carl Weathers, Cara Doom. Uh, to go down this tunnel to get away, and he's left there with IG Eleven to to watch over him, and because he's not actually a human person or a living being, he eventually allows him to take off his helmet. Yeah, which I thought was obvious. I was like, duh. Yeah, and we see Pedro Pascal for the first time. You yeah, know, he looked chip. He, did. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he like the mountain got to hold him again. <laughs> like he was in the dungeon of King Landon. I was like, damn. Actually, um, but he's able to 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 heal him. Um, and you know, and they caught up with the, with, with the other people, and they go back to you know the guild where the um Mandalorians are, are were in hiding. At some point, and because of his action in the sewers, that's in right. The sewers were saving Baby Yoda the first time. The Imperial or whoever, whatever they are now at this point. Um, but the stormtroopers come in and they take out those Mandalorians. Now, it reminded me of the, I guess, the original assault on Mandor. So yeah, I guess it was like two point oh. Uh huh. But he called it, caused it, so he felt some type of way, right? Which is why he wanted to stay. And however, I was like. We see how, let's say, for lack of better words, badass the Mandalorians are, and we see how trash 
the stormtroopers are. Right. So what you see all those helmets. Right. I, I could take five of those helmets and they give you all that work. Right. That's how I'm like, what really happened? Yeah, because 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 okay, moving forward, right after that. He talks to, um, I guess, the leader of that particular guild. I don't, I don't know her name actually either. She's just called Armor. Armor. So, so I thought there was Tilda Swinton the whole time because it had that very, uh, was was it in Doctor Strange? Uh, the uh, the ancient one. She, she just sounded like that. It, yeah. had, it had that vibe. So, uh, yeah, I, but it wasn't her. But I thought it was her. Okay. So, a lot happened in the scene. So. He she explains to him that they came and they took out some of the Mandalorian, but some got away. So she said that lines. You, you got to listen to lines and shows. So when she says, you know, I hope some got away, that means there are some that did get away that he'll be able to see probably in future seasons, right? And then, you know, she she shows him. He shows her baby Yoda, and nobody knows what or who he is. And she explains to him that you know, at some point, sorcerers called the "quote unquote" Jedi, the Jedi, were enemies of the Mandalorians and stuff like that. And still, no mention of Luke Skywalker. Right. It's only five years after uh, Return, so it's I there. feel like uh, I'm gonna call it now. They have to go see Luke in the show. They do. It just makes the most sense, especially it'll tie into the Obi Wan show as well. They just have to do it. I'm just confused sometimes, speaking of that scene, as to how I feel like sometimes in Star Wars and all the shows and things we get, like some people know about Jedi, some people don't. Like some people are like, yeah, we know. Some people are like, this is this mythical lore that they existed. But I'm like, didn't Luke just take out the Death Star and the whole Emperor like five, six years ago? And he was alive during the Clone Wars because his parents got killed. So right. he's been through all this stuff. Like, who did he think took out the Empire? Like, you know the Empire is gone. How do you think it happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and how, how does Ray know who Luke is? How, that many, what, 70 years later? Yeah. They don't know who he is just then. Yeah, just then. I'm, I'm so confused. And, and again, he he didn't know. Carl Weathers, Cara Dune. It's like, oh, Jedi? What are these people? I'm like, what the? It just happened. <laughs> right, that's what I said. That's what like, I, literally, what is it? Order, execute, order, six, six. Literally just happened. Yeah, so I'm very, very... <laughs> Confused them, and they and they do that a lot where people um um are knowledgeable about them. They're in the Sith, and then some are not like you know about knowledgeable at all. So it's very very, you know, interesting. I'm like, I, I mean, I kind of get. I, I don't know. It's weird to me because I, I would think you know, at, at, if this empire is leading over all these particular planets, at some point you would know that even the freaking Vader was a Jedi. Like I don't know. It's just weird to me. But anyway, um. He does tell him that, and she says to take the foundling, which is Baby Yoda, to <clears throat> find his place of origin, right? Which we've never seen, you know, on the show. So that should make the show a little interesting, I guess, moving forward. Um, or until he comes of age, you're his father, and Yoda's Baby Yoda's fifty years old, but he ages very, very slowly, obviously. So, um, uh, and then he just, and she says she'll stay. And and they go ahead. Now, speaking of what you're, you're what you said, she's a beast. Like you see her fight those stormtroopers? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is by herself without a blaster. So this is I'm like, how how did y'all get chipped like that? Right? I don't understand because she is an absolute monster. So um so they get away to go to this river, which is um like a lava type river, which is very, very weird. And it has this droid on there, which at first looks like um R2. R2. Until he stands up. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not. So, um. And then this uh, R2 lookalike 
continues to let's say row them down the lava yeah. river like they're in Venice or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Right. <clears throat> and they get on the boat and uh this lava river and but Mando with his tech can see ahead that there's uh stormtroopers waiting for them. With his Terminator tech. Right, right. It does look like Terminator, doesn't it? <clears throat> So uh, or Iron Man too, or Iron Man. So 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 uh, IG Eleven makes that sacrifice you were talking about earlier, where he says, you know, um, I want to the way to protect Baby Yoda is for me to um, self destruct, so you guys can get away, so you can take care of Baby Yoda. It's true, and it wasn't until that point that I realized that I have spoken was actually dead because I wasn't sure if he just got knocked out. Really? To be honest, cause, oh wow, because the way that the scene goes. I'm just shocked that he was on the ground. Okay. So I just thought they, you know, maybe ran him over. With but the- there's like smoke <coughs> coming from him. I thought I, I somebody got shot already. That's fair. Yeah. But we we all know people could survive blasters depending on let's say your alien race. Right, 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 right. So I I didn't want to make any assumptions. It okay. wasn't until that moment that I knew for certain. Like, oh, okay. So then this is very poetic for you to go out like this. Right, right, right. And now what? But and before that, Mandel didn't trust any droids. Right. But in the scenes before, he was like, "Oh, we need you." Yada yada. He totally changed his tune. And after that sacrifice, he probably will love droids now. I think so too. And so IG Eleven makes a sacrifice. They get past the stormtroopers. However, <clears throat> Moff Gideon's still there with his Tie Fighter. With his Tie Fighter, he's coming after them, and they're sitting ducks because he has the high ground, as Obi Wan once said. So, <laughs> so. Um, also, do you think? Moff Gideon is a force user person that I do. A force user? As soon, as soon as I saw him in a TIE fighter, they don't give the TIE fighter just to anyone. Usually the TIE fighter is reserved for those who have force. His outfit's pretty force-like, too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I put him, I'll, I'll put him a couple notches below Count Dooku, personally. Okay, okay. All right. Dooku. <laughs> um, so, uh, who, who chipped Anakin and um, Obi-Wan first time. Together. Uh, together, I know. But anyway, but anyway um, so, uh, so so he's coming with the TIE fighter and they're sitting ducks in the river. And he misses the first time, but he won't miss the second time, as they said. You get a funny line from Carl Weathers telling Baby Yoda to use his hand thing. <laughs> which was Agent Waves on him, which is very, very good. Um, and um, he's coming back around. Mando decides to use a jetpack. Very, very instinctual and intuitive. For the first Brilliant time move. in this series, which was. And uh, as the armorer said, it's an intuitive device. So it can only, which is very interesting. So it was at that moment where he had to know exactly what he was going to do in order to activate it. Right. That was brilliant. Brilliant. So, so he, he used that, then uses kind of his. um. His uh, Batman type grappling hook <laughs> and gets onto the uh, Tony Stark Jr. What up? <laughs> and gets onto the uh, the Tie Fighter and then um, uh, plays a bomb on the Tie Fighter and it blows up. Moff Gideon falls to the sand. The Tie Fighter falls to the sand and then you know apparently there's no more stormtroopers there in um in uh, in that particular planet. I forget the name of it right now. And um, so Cardoon and Carl Weathers decides to stay. And he takes Baby Yoda on his mission, I guess, to find his places of origin. Um, right. And then the mo- at the end of the um, uh, show, we see that Moff Gideon didn't die, and he used what's it called the uh, the dark saber, dark saber, which is a Mandalorian saber, apparently, right? Right. All right, the dark saber, <coughs> and um, and uh, he cuts his way out, and he's standing there holding the dark saber. So, of course, him Giancarlo Esposito is just great. 
you know, so he'll be a part of the, the villain and, you know, season. Uh, yeah, I love how they set that up. Yeah, you know what's crazy? He's also the villain. He's also going to be the villain in The Boys season two as well. So interesting. Yeah, he was part. He had he had a couple episodes in season one. So he's um. He, I, I love Jane Carlos Esposito. You know, ever since I uh, Breaking Bad. So uh, with the lo, 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 Los Poyos Hermanos, whatever. So okay. Um. So yeah. So overall, this episode was an A plus to me. Oh yes, that's the first thing I thought of. A plus. Yeah. A plus plus plus. Yeah, plus. yeah. It was done well. It was shot well. It was, it was produced well. It was. Uh, plot was good. Script was good. It was everything was good. And it was the highest rated episode on IMDb, nine point wow. six. Yeah, it made me almost think they should give Taika a movie, like a like a Star Wars movie. Well, I can see them if it gets as big as I'm anticipating. I can see them turning a, a TV show into a movie. Okay. Kind of like how they did with Power Rangers back in the day. Right, right, right. If it if it if it gets that popular, right, right, right. kind of like how they did with Sex in the City, Entourage. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so we saw that overall. I still wish it was more than eight episodes. I don't really like eight episode seasons. Oh, I, I love that because to me, it's a modest and authentic first try. I mean, eight episodes. You gotta you gotta be to me. You gotta be humble when you enter the ring. Even though it is Disney, even though it is Star Wars, follow the pattern. And usually the best shows start out with eight, and then they go on. Personally, from what I see. I think it should be ten. I think I think um again, well again, if you have the same budget, I mean that budget is probably more than Game of Thrones. I doubt that. With that CGI? Yeah, but I don't think they have the um what about the CGI for all the dragons and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, but that wasn't until the end. And it's it's the amount of I think it's the amount of costumes and extras you got to pay for Game of Thrones. Like in those war battles, so many freaking extras that they used. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, the reality is they were they were getting paid in you know shillings essentially. Because think about it, if they ask any of us to be in that show. We would do it for free, <laughs> and as we saw in the extras for the Game of Thrones after that documentary, after and they followed that dude around, he would have did it for free. That's true. All, all of them would have did it for free. They love that show. <laughs> they just love being there. That's true. I, 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 I'll be surprised to see if there's more. I know. I know. Last season, last two seasons, Game of Thrones was like 15 minute episode. But I, I'll be surprised. But I'll look at that later on. I mean, there's a lot of green screens and and lore. And I mean, a ton. Gotta be, of course. It's like Star Wars. It's you know, it's a Star Wars show basically. I mean, it looks great. Actually, it doesn't look like it looks you like know, a film. Yeah, it looks like a film. Yeah, it's very. John Favreau, you know, hands up to him. He did a great job. Big facts. I, I, I still would like ten. I think thirteen. Sometimes too many or twelve. But I think ten is like a perfect number for me. So I want to go to ten. If it can go ten next year, well, I, I can see it from the popularity. But, but, but eight, of doing on a, that. eight is a good start, though. You know, I agree. Thing is, now we got to wait till next year, right? For the Mandalorian. So, and what I appreciate about this show is that I made sure I watched it on a multitude of devices. So I watched it on my my regular TV, which is like like thirty inches. I watched it in the the warehouse, which is seventy inches. I right. watched it on my laptop, which is fifteen inches. Right. And on the device, which is like what mobile device was like six to seven inches right and it's all great throughout all of them i agree and i think what it's done too and we're and i was talking about this the other day with a couple of friends of mine is that i think it's 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 bringing that you know and other shows too did it this year too but that episodic tv back where it's weekly instead of binging you know binging throughout 
speaking of, we will bring we will be bringing you The Witcher, which I did start. It, it had a solid start, so I'm excited to finish it. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, which is different, and I think the dope thing about this show and with it being episodic and being you know Star Wars type is that you know you're all at the same place at the same time, and then we can like have a review show about the episode that we've seen. Just like Game of Thrones. Just like Game of Thrones, and then it kind of um, goes on for, for a few months, which is good, where sometimes with um, Ben's shows, it's like a few days sometimes or a week, or you're not in the same place. You're like, yeah, I'm on episode five, yeah, I'm on episode three, so you can't really talk about it as much. And what I thought was very clever on their release time is usually going to be on a, a Friday night. Yeah. So you have all weekend to watch it. That's a good thing, I think. I think it was very smart for that to be Disney Plus's um, first flagship. show. Yeah, flagship show. I want Disney. I hope you're listening, Disney and Star Wars, and EA specifically, because you make the video games for Star Wars. I need a Mandalorian video game comparable to Assassin's Creed. I was thinking about that the entire time of Mando's origin stories. It reminded me exactly of Assassin's Creed, Ezio Auditore, and how you, well, because you don't game anymore, so I don't don't know if you know these names here, Miguel, but I think it would be perfect. It would be a great competitor for Assassin's Creed, who's kind of sitting on their laurels right now. They got better, but in terms of actual plot, they kind of fell off. Yeah, I like that um, that new Star Wars game, though. That's, That's pretty dope. Exactly, and this this would just add to it, right? So you could have you have again you could have the Assassin's Creed Order, or you could have the Mandalorian Guild, right? You get to create your own Mandalorian, right? Build him up, upgrade his armor. It, it's literally set up like a video game already. So if they don't do it, right? Foolishness, right? Yeah, I think I think I think that. I mean I think it's going to be that. You know, but I wish Disney Plus would have had some of those Marvel shows done to go right into it right now. But, you know, still think it was a good flagship. So, so I'm very, very pleased with the overall season. I'm going to miss it, like I said. But um, but you're going to watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, just for a little. A little. But it's after you read the book. After I read the book. Yeah, of course. That, <laughs> well done book there. Um, which we'll talk about more on, on our New Year's Eve, a New Year radio podcast. Which we got some more listeners last night was at the barbershop. But that's another story. Oh, yeah. excellent. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. So um, moving forward on to our, um, with this uh, mental theater podcast. So we, we're done with Star Wars for now. Until Josh stopped uh, shaming himself and watched the movie. Uh, we've seen The Mandalorian, which was which was good, and we'll move forward there. We'll look forward to the Obi-Wan. So, you know, next year we'll have Obi-Wan and Mando, too, which should be um, you know, pretty dope. I wonder if they'll intersect at all. That would be dope, too. Interesting. I, I just love the Ewan McGregor's you know, coming back for that. Well, to be fair, he doesn't really have anything else to do. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, again, we I'm not really impressed by Birds of Prey, so you know, I feel like this will be a better comeback for him. He's right. he's a I think he's a superb actor. Yeah. So you know I think it'll be great. Yeah. Just watch, man. Just I, I hate the prequels a lot. Of, a lot I hate a lot about the prequels, but I, but I Shame love on you, sir. Uh, me and most of the country. Hold on. Since we're on the prequels, well, say your point. Then I'll yeah, go ahead. I know what I'm saying. I love Ewan McGregor. I love his Obi Wan prequels. He's so good. Darth Jar Jar. Jar Jar's horrible. But he was supposed to be Darth Jar Jar. Was he? Yes. Oh my god! And after the backlash from Jar Jar, George scrapped the the screenwriting, 
and came up with a different plot. But he was supposed to be Darth Jar Jar. They set it up in episode one. I watched the, uh, a clip of George talking about the prequels, and he was saying that Jar Jar is one of the most important characters, to your point, and that he thought that the audience would love him. He would kind of make them, and the audience hates Jar Jar. Well, he, he's, he is a bit of a buffoon. I think the actor and, the, let's like say, I, the screenwriters, they played it too well. So he was too much of the buffoon so that if you did have that great reveal, it would be it would be chaos. Right. So I think they put they made him too much of a buffoon. Although if you look at episode one, he does have Jedi type moments if you're paying attention. Right. This is interesting. Yeah, it's black guy played him too, actually. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Is, is, he had to like delete his Twitter to get away from the abuse. <laughs> that was outrageous. <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean, especially Attack of the Clones. That's the worst movie. That's the worst sort of... Which we still have to do our rating as soon as Josh again watches episode nine. We will rank the oh, Star Wars movies. From one to nine. One to nine. But Attack of the Clones, I'm telling you right now, is number nine. Because <laughs> that is horrible, horrible, horrible. But it had one of the best fight scenes ever with Yoda. So... <laughs> but the dialogue, That bro, was the first time we saw Yoda the Warrior. Facts. But the dialogue with the Anakin and um, Padme was so bad. It was a love story. And it was so weird and cringy. And he kept like just staring at her for hours at a time. It was Miguel, like, ho- hold on. Hold on, my brother. Hold, 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 hold on. Now, you know, when you're, in, when you're smitten in love, <laughs> how often are you just going to gaze at your lovely lady? <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, but right? Maybe it's Hayden eyes. I don't know. It just it just looked a little weird. And he's a teenager. So again, let's say let's say you're a senior in high school, eighteen, right? And you're essentially dating a, a college chick, right? You're gonna be you're gonna be head over heels, of just course. like just like Anakin. I mean, come on now. And she's a she's essentially a, a world leader. First of all, he knows she was since he was like ten. That was already weird in the first place. She was an adult when he was ten. So that was already weird, right? And then. I don't know. He, I, I, I think Hayden played it too strong. Maybe that's what it is. That's fair. You know. And I, again, without the spoilers, I heard he was supposed to make a comeback in episode nine. Can't tell you. Can't spoil it. So I don't, I don't know anything. Um, but let me just say, before I even get to that, I'm going to, um, of the last three, I, I will go um, seven, nine, eight. So nine to me still is better than eight. The last Jedi. Like nine. So that's me.